You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 537, The Un-Interview. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 537 in our continuing quest to destroy podcasting as we know it today. Um, unfortunately, Gaz could not join us this weekend because he was off visiting family. Sure. Sure you are, Gaz. So um, I, I have a special guest, somebody who has been on the show before and um, went well out of his way to uh, make fun of uh Gaz and I over the, <laughs> over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> hey, guy, guy, guy! Literally, you don't have to go far to well, take that Mick. Well, that's true. That's true. We we really don't, you know, work that hard. <laughs> of course, sometimes speaking seems to be an issue. Uh, of mm. course, we are talking with uh, Mister Carl Madden of the Mac and Forth Podcast. How are you tonight, Carl? Hello, guy. Thank you very much. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on yet again. Does it, do I get enough a Wooty? If you Gaz want said one. I don't get any more Wooties. You, you can have as many Wooties as it takes to wallpaper your man cave. <laughs> I want a Wooty gold. <laughs> a Wooty gold? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's right after um, – I, I, I'll have to come out first with Wooty light, then a Wooty gold, and maybe a, um, a, a Wooty lager. <laughs> just sounds naughty. Anyway, <laughs> so the Christmas the Christmas uh, holidays are over. Or you know, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I I don't care. I really don't care. I've been reading. There was actually a story, and this has nothing to do with with really anything. But it just it came to mind. And as Carl knows, when something <laughs> pops into my mind, I just right have on to track. talk about it. Uh, there was a guy who was getting on an airplane, I believe in New Jersey, and the uh, the gate attendant wished him uh, a Merry Christmas, and apparently he snarled at her. And then he, he's boarding onto this plane, and, and the flight attendant had the audacity to also wish him a Merry Christmas, at which point he lost it and just started raising such a fuss that they removed him from the airplane. And, you know, you, you read about things like this every single week. And whether or not you believe in God or you believe in religion or that you're a Christian or you're a Muslim or, you know, I mean, you believe in the flying spaghetti monster. What, whatever it is that you believe, can't people just accept the sentiment of the words without getting bent out of shape over the words themselves. You know what I mean? It's I just, do, but wasn't his name S. Claus? Uh, well, you know, he shares a birthday with um, uh, uh, J. J. C. I J. C. Yeah. I just, oh, Christ, I really hate it when you can't remember the name. <laughs> that was it. That was it right there. That was the last name. The first name escapes me. <laughs> so how, but how was your Christmas? Um, drunk. Very drunk. I don't remember much of it. No, no. I mean, I'm an Englishman. What do you expect? Yeah. I'm going to drink. going to drink excessively. Um, is, is that the, uh, is, uh, what do they call that? Um, <laughs> lout, drunken lout? No, 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 no. The, the, the standard, the standard for people in the UK is it's like the standard for Americans seems to be ill-tempered, uh, like ill-tempered New Yorkers. So I was just wondering if if being a drunken lout was like the standard for the UK, as far as the stereotype goes. Well, it is with the people I hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that could be down to me. <laughs> or, or maybe uh, it's just when you're with them, you're like that. Could be. It could be. See, the other thing I, I had over quick, I don't know if you, anyone else guessed this, they probably do, is you become the resident tech support guy for oh, everything. Yes. Open, get someone, get something technical, opens it up and goes, first thing out of their mouth after saying thank you is, 
Can you set it up? <laughs> <laughs> can you make it work for me? Before they've even read the instructions, can you set it up? How's this work? Can you set it up? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, amongst my neighborhood, my circle of friends, and my wife's circle of friends. And typically, you know, usually they only call me for Mac stuff, but they will on occasion because they say, "Oh, well, you work with you work with PCs at work, right?" And it's like. Yeah, uh, just like everybody else, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even a Mac guru, much less a Windows guru. I, I just like using this stuff. Which automatically promotes you to the tech dude <sighs> yeah. of well, the family. Well, do you know what my wife said? My wife says it's, it's a hero complex because if I ever manage to actually fix something, I feel like standing there with my hands on my hips and go, dun, 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 he fixed it again. <laughs> Get that man a cape. Yes, yes. Along with a fake uh, hair hat. Actually, I got that covered tonight. Yeah, the viewers, the listeners can't actually see that guy. <laughs> I do know. I know, I know. Um, I was I was complaining earlier, uh, just before we started doing the show, that um, that I'm bald. And it really, really bothers me. But fortunately, I do have a hair hat, so... I've put it on and, and, you know, Gaz and I don't usually do video. So, um, and it's more, it's, I think it's more to his benefit than mine. So that way he doesn't have to get like blinded by my bald head, you know, shining off onto the lights as, as we're trying to do a podcast. Cause then he can't see these, these wonderful show notes that I have. And there's note. <laughs> note. <laughs> well, my Christmas was was relatively quiet. I didn't get any big techie gifts, though. Uh, I did go to Micro Center today, which is one of my my favorite stores. This was something I, I had actually asked my wife to get, but she was like, "What? What do you need one of those for? Your keyboard has has numbers on it." And it's like, "Well, yeah, but what I wanted because I've got the Apple wireless keyboard and I've got the the trackpad, the Magic trackpad." But I, I really, really miss having a separate number pad with it. So I went out and I got this uh, the Belkin. It's called Your Type Wireless Keypad. It connects via Bluetooth, just like everything else. Uh, but the cool thing about it is that it also matches, and you know, you can't see it, but Carl can. It also matches the the shape of of the keyboard and the Magic Trackpad, so I can just sit it right there in with it. Isn't that exciting stuff? So let me get this straight. You've got the Bluetooth keyboard, the Apple Bluetooth keyboard, the yes. new one. You've now got the trackpad, and yes. you've now got that. You're yes. going to need a longer table. Uh, either that or um, more Bluetooth. <laughs> give, me, give me more BTs. Is that to put in all the money you're getting for this show? Oh, those? oh my God, yeah. Are you, I, I'm, I'm contemplating retirement based on how much I make off this show. That's what a lot of your fans say as well. Yeah. Or you, well, sh- you should be. Sorry. Well, you know, it was weird. For a while, I was kind of pimping. Um, Sorry? The, uh, what is the name of that uh, Patreon? I don't know oh, yes. if you've got a Patreon set up. No, no, no. I wouldn't touch it. Okay. Well, I did. I did set it up. And for like, uh, I don't know, a month and a half, I talked about it on the show. Nobody contributed so i just stopped talking it's still over there you know i mean i um and i was i was keeping up with it for a while and putting links to the new podcast in it and stuff um but nobody really seemed to care so it's like okay well why am i why am i knocking myself out for this so my, no, my quest, i'm not a fan of patreon i take far too much of a percent for my my liking so. well if if you get enough people then that percentage goes down. But if you've just got like a, a couple people that are that are contributing, yeah, they take they end up taking most of it. Well, no, it's the first dollar, isn't it? The first dollar you put, give someone a dollar, they take about I don't know between forty and sixty percent of it, based on where you are in the world. Yeah. So as long as someone contributes more than the dollar, you get something out of it, really. Right. I just I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, com- considering how many people signed up for my for my Patreon for this podcast, I think I owe them money. <laughs> <laughs> all the web work. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, um, something else that kind of weird to kind of happen. All the I, we have two Apple TVs in the house. Both of them stopped working, and I, I rebooted. 
I made sh- I checked all my sharing settings, and you know I could not figure out why iTunes was not because and part of it at, at when I first started out, part of it I was thinking because I've got it on a <clears throat> a separate drive up in you can't see it up in the the closet over there, and nothing I was doing was making it work. Well, then I went and I started looking at the settings on the Apple TV. You know, I was checking everything I could think of. And uh, just from going through the settings, I noticed it was looking for uh, the G Searle one library. And when I went back to the computer, I looked and it was like, well, wait a second for whatever odd reason, my iTunes library is now called just G Searle. So there was no problems with the network. There was no problems with the sharing setup. The problem was somehow or another, my iTunes library got renamed and I have no idea how it happened. So, you know, mm-hmm. but this it's working now, which makes my wife really happy because she can watch, you know, the big bang theory episodes that I have. And I'm going to blame North Korea because it seems to be the fashion. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously it has to be North Korea. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, why don't we take a, take a flying leap there's a segue. A flying leap over to the MyMac.com recent articles. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Carl. Yo, okay. Do you want to take the first one? Yeah. Okay. Um, Autobox system. Oh, hang on. Ah, see, that's why I wanted you to do this one. Symmetry. Autobox <laughs> Symmetry Series <laughs> case for iPhone 6. Review by Yoni Daniela. Yankula. Dankalo. Very Why good, do you though. do this? I am, I am so – usually when we have – this shows that not only have you been on this show a number of times, but that you actually do listen to this podcast. Hmm. That without even being prompted, you knew to say Yanni Dankalo or there attempt to say Yanni Dankalo. Attempt is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Donny. Um, uh, when it comes to iOS gear, the one name that everyone seems to know is Autobox. With the Symmetry Series case, the iPhone 6 Autobox has brought protection and style to the new iPhone 6. Without full-on protection, you get in other models they sell. One might call it Autobox Lite. And if you want to know more, please go on over to the MyMac.com website and uh, check out the article by Donnie Angelo. Next up is the 2014 Kindle review by Rim Tobertson. The digital age of book reading has been great for him, a voracious reader since the age of seven. I really didn't think I was going to get through voracious, but I did. To be able to find, download, and begin to read a book within a matter of minutes is nothing short of amazing. When it happened, I could not make the switch from paper books to the digital variety fast enough. And you can read more of of uh, Tim's review of the 2014 Kindle over at MyMac.com. Have you ever used a Kindle? I love my Kindle. It's right here in front of me. I see. Oh, just dropped everything as I picked it up. <laughs> which one is that? This is the Kindle Paperwhite, the first one. One, I think they bought out a newer one called Voyager or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But no, it absolutely makes reading a complete and utter joy because I tried reading on an iPad and it just seems to burn the retinas of my eyes after about 30 minutes. <laughs> but I can read on this all day long and it's just, it just, it's wonderful. And you finish a book, see, look, it lights up there. See? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you finish a book and it automatically says, thank you. Do you want to review that? Or do you want to give some rating? And here, buy another book. And then, you know, for a couple of quid, um, your next book's ready to go. And it's, you know, you can add your own books if you can find uh, free books online and just email them to yourself. Well, that, and it's just that, a joy to use. That takes either, uh, what, EPUB or PDF or... Um, yeah, but also I think there's it's lots of services for that. There's one, there's lots of services on, um, on, uh, for the Mac. Um, I think it's called Calibre, actually. And it's really easy oh, to yeah, do. Yeah, just drag yeah, it yeah. in. I've got, I, well... Before I updated to Yosemite, when I wiped out all the programs that I really wasn't using that much, I had Caliber on this, <laughs> on this computer. It's also got a setting in it. So uh, if you enter in your Kindle email address, it will not only trans- like convert the book, it will also send it off to Amazon. So that will then come back down to your Kindle. It's oh, really good. You know, I need to send you, because I've got a PDF version. I, I talked a little bit about this for the last two weeks of, of a book that I'm currently writing. I should send you what I've got so far. Okie dokie. 
yeah, I'm sure you'll find it fascinating. <laughs> 68 pages of total dreck. I used to write. I used to be like do creative writing when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I used I to write that. horror stories. And I remember joining, me and my friend, I'm not sure if anyone's interested in this story, but me Go and my ahead. friend, we joined um, a creative writing class. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go along. And we went along anyway. And the teacher set us a, our course for a week. And we went away and did it. And uh, my, my, unfortunately, I was, I was quite brash back then. My, my view of my friend's writing was, oh, he's not very good. Because he used to do, repeat lots of the same words, but all the grammar was off and everything like this. And um, <laughs> so I remember, and he let me read what he was like bringing in the next week. And I read it and I thought, oh, my God, that's terrible. But, you know, you're a friend. You can't really say anything. Yeah. Just, you know, I didn't know how to handle it. So uh, we took it in. Teacher got us all to read our well, took all our stuff away, read it all, and then commented it all back to us. And then she, so she got to us and she went, yeah, "That's good and stuff like." That. And then she got to his one and said, "That's fantastic. That was a really glowing, like wonderfully created story." And I thought, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and I lost all respect for him. <laughs> For him, for him, or the teacher? No, for her. So I didn't go back to my creative writing class ever again. Oh. Well, and you know what? What I tell people about writing is what it is that you write isn't nearly as important as enjoying the actual process of writing. You have to enjoy writing. And if you don't enjoy writing and you get hung up on what other people think of, of what you wrote, then you probably shouldn't be writing, especially if you're just doing it for yourself. That's just, I mean, that's just the way I, I look at it. I enjoy the process of writing. I don't really give a damn what anybody, you know, thinks about no, how it is that, you know, I wrote, I wrote, oh my God, when I first started writing for mymac.com, um, I had done this, this truly, tr- oh, oh my God, it was just so incredibly bad. A complete ripoff of the Maltese Falcon that I call it was the Maltese cube is what I called it. And it was right around the same time that the G4 cube had come out. So Steve jobs was in the story and, you know, very, very briefly, but this whole, I mean, it was just so, it was like a combination between, um, Casablanca, Maltese Falcon, and just a really, really poorly written detective story. <laughs> and so, so very bad. But Tim, Tim was, was kind enough to uh, let me republish it in, in mymac.com. And if you look really, really <laughs> deeply, you could probably find it. And honestly, if there's anybody out there that, that would like to read it, let me know and I'll send it to you. But I'm just telling you right now just how – I've come back and read it since, and it's like, wow, oh my god, did I really do that? But you always, we always do that. If you go back and read stuff that you've written in the past, because you've gained a load more experience in writing and technique and things like that, it's always hard to read older stuff that you've written. It's true, always for everybody. That's horrible. And the other thing is, I don't know if it's like me as well. I don't know if you have the same problem. But now, when I moved over to the Macintosh. I looked at all the writing programs out there and I don't have to ever write again because there's so many to keep trying and using. And I can just keep saying, well, I haven't found the right tool yet. <laughs> well, you know what I actually use? And, and the reason why I use it isn't because it's a great writing tool. It's just, an, it's awfully convenient. I just use uh, Google docs because it doesn't really matter what computer I'm on or where I'm at. If I can, if I can get to a web browser, I can start yeah. writing. Yeah, I think with Google Docs, once you get to about page 30 or so, it tends to slow down quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I've discovered. <laughs> it does. Um, it does. But no, yeah, I mean, actually, when I write now, it's, it's, I just use notes and text edit, and that's it. I don't yeah. use any flashy stuff anymore. No. Oh, uh, well. Which is probably my word suffering, but I wouldn't put <laughs> uh, Well, let, let's finish up with the, with the MyMac stuff. Um, uh, we also, the next one up was something that I posted. It was uh, a Merry G-Men Christmas. And oddly enough, Carl Madden, who uh, you may have heard of before. He's, he's on his other podcast. Well, he was a very naughty bunny. He made fun of the G-Men in a jib-jab video. Though I, I have to admit, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. If I hadn't, I wouldn't have put it on the site. Watch out now, because I have an account as well to make those. 
So in future. Well, why don't you grab that last one? Um, tech fan number 191, electric review interviews. Sorry. Uh, Tim and David have a special guest this week and discuss the Sony hack and the aftermath, electric automobiles and more. And if you would like to write for the MyMac website, just send an email to John Nemo. You can send that to Nemo at MyMac.com. And uh, let's see if we can get your writing for the mighty, mighty MyMac.com website. Yeah. So this is the point where where we get social. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, ew. It makes me feel kind of oogie inside, but that's okay. So... (laughs) From Google Plus, uh, first one up is from Alistair Jinx. He says that the Skype number is not 01. That won't work in New Zealand or Australia, for instance. It's country-specific, which is why the plus is used to represent country code dialing. And I, either he misspelled dialing or I did. I'm not sure. Uh, then he was talking about uh, virtualization. Oracle, formerly Sun, VirtualBox is far from being just a geek tool. It sure doesn't have all the bells and whistles of Parallels or VMware, but it also doesn't have the yearly tax. It's completely free. I just set up a Windows 8.1 VM for a piece of Windows software my wife uses for cross-stitch design, and it's running great on a 2009 iMac with minimal RAM. And he also... Wishes us all a Merry Christmas and gave us a New Zealand weather report. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sure it's, it's lovely down there. It's like uh, it, talking about Fahrenheit. I think it's like in the 60s and 70s because this is their summertime. So it's nice to know what the weather is like in Middle Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take the next one? Um, this is from Eric Diaz. Uh, so tomorrow my iPhone 6 Plus arrives and – Getting it through my wife's line on a family share plan and charging between and changing between my six and that one. At the end, she gets my six and I get the gigantophone <laughs> just to check I have it right. Both back up both phones, log out of iCloud and iCloud and iTunes, and erase both units. Turn off and exchange SIMs. Restore both phones uh, for from last backup. I'm missing something. Thanks. So when I got my new phone, actually, I, I tend I do some of them but what i normally just do is i i whip out the um the sim stick the sim in the new phone and i just start fresh yeah because um because all my addresses and important stuff is on google and i just sync up with google and it all comes back down again um everything else is in icloud really so i don't bother with apps i just go through and as i need an app i grab it again um but then yeah just just uh, blank the the phone if you're getting rid of it and move it pass it on to someone else it's a doddle it's fantastic yeah, yeah, and it's certainly a lot easier. I, I remember going from, uh, I think, because my, my first iPhone was a 3GS, going from a 3GS to a 4S and and trying to get synced between what I had on a 3GS and, and the 4. It was a royal pain in the neck. It was, <laughs> uh, But I think I ended up doing pretty much what you just said, just saying, no, the hell with it, and just starting from scratch. Uh, from Coleco68, he, he says he was helping his boss do a spring cleaning of her computer stuff and saw the Mac Pro battery that they took out in the summer. And uh, he's very glad that he saw it because it was swollen like a mofo. It was You saw those pictures over at uh, – well, did you ever go over to the, the podcast G Plus page, ours? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I go in there every now and again. I'm looking at all the people sending you wonderful bumpers at the moment. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we're still not. We're not sure how long that's going to last, but um, we'll we'll keep going until we till we finally figure it out. We're still trying to get uh, a third prize, which will be a random drawing prize of some kind of software. Uh, we've gotten. Uh, we had a couple of companies ask if we wanted hardware, but it was like they only want to ship to the U.S. And it's like we're, not, we're kind of an international show, so we don't want to make the uh, the the prize just for people in the U.S. We want everyone to have a chance at it. So we're still we're still working on it. We'll see what happens. Uh, over in Facebook, we have 148 liquors. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, we have a bunch of liquors over there in, face, in the Facebooks. Sounds the Facebooks. Very, very unhygienic. <laughs> <laughs> and I. 
You know, I think that's going to do it for 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 this bit, Carl. Uh, of course, having been on the show many, many times, you know what it is we say here, right? I think I do. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, wait, wait. Uh, let's just uh, let's just uh, uh, let's all just uh, stand by. Uh, uh, to stand by, uh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh, and uh, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, I think that's it. Hey, guy, there's a new podcast out. Great, what's it about? Let's talk Apple. Well, yeah, we will, we will. But uh, what's the podcast called? Let's talk Apple. Okay, if you want to. Uh, Rainier, Silken, Gold Rush, Pippin. What are you on about? I'm talking Apple. Huh? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Us talking about apples? Well, there we go again. Tangentially, as usual, moving off topic. Did you know Bart Bouchotts has a new podcast out? Yep. Let's talk Apple. Oh, jeez. Want relevant, accurate discussions of all things Macintosh and iOS? Keep looking. The G-Men on the MyMac Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Back to the MyMac.com podcast uh, with with me, Guy, and Carl, whose name doesn't start with a G. So I don't know what you would call us. GK. GK. Geek. Yeah, we're geeks. GK. GK. Well, um, everyone who has paid. Lucky any- my initials, not a Y. <laughs> oh, GY? Oh, okay. <laughs> Your initials. Okay. Oh, <laughs> cut. Cut. <laughs> not, not going there. It's not that kind of show. Oh, uh, everyone who has paid any attention to the news over the last. Oh, two weeks knows about the big Sony hack, uh, where they were, you know, a lot of information was released involving, uh, emails from top brass. There were a couple of unreleased movies that were, uh, snatched in their, in their raw form that were just kind of dumped on the bit torrents and all over. And this is the part that gets me a Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> the interview. Now, I uh, have you seen any of any of the previous Seth Rogen movies? Previous ones, uh, yeah, but I can't tell you what the names of them are off top of my head. Yeah, that's kind of how I am too. It's like, okay, hey, there's a movie with you know that guy who's in it, and you know, I for the most part, you know, it, well, let me, uh, what was that one? You ever see Pineapple Express? No. Or uh, they did one that was kind of a takeoff on like war movies. Oh, um, no! I can't, like I say, I, yeah. I know okay. I've seen him. Okay, I well, know who he is, but I couldn't, for the life of you, tell you what film I've seen him in. <laughs> okay, um, I'm you know I'm I can't really say I'm a fan, but I've certainly seen enough of those movies, and he's obviously. Uh, successful enough at it to be continuous, continuously making movies, and you know, hey, that's that's the uh, that's the, that's the American way. So, yeah, uh, the whole story behind the interview is he and uh, the guy from Spider Man played Harry Osborn in Spider Man. I'm James Franco. James Franco. Thank you. Thank God you knew it. Should have put, I'll put that right here in the show. No, I won't. Uh, they're playing a couple of guys who, who apparently work for a relatively low budget um, news, news company or entertainment company. And they get invited to go over to North Korea and interview uh, Kim Jong-un, who is the current dictator. Oh, sorry. Fearless leader of North Korea. And the CIA approached them to hatch some kind of plot to kill him. And that's as far as I know, that's the basic premise behind the movie. Is that pretty yeah. much what you heard too? No, that's it. That is completely the whole. Yeah. That, that's the movie. You see it in the trailer. You can see it in the, the write up. That's it. That's yeah. it. And you know, the, the few reviews that I've seen on it say that it, it's not really 
all that good. And it certainly wasn't a movie based on the trailers that I saw before this whole thing blew up. You know, it, there wasn't anything there that made me go, oh, yeah, man, I really, really want to see this movie. Um, but apparently the, the whole concept behind it ticked off somebody. And uh, Sony got hacked with all this information that got thrown out. And there was follow-up threats to bomb whatever movie theaters it was in. Well, no, that's not exactly how it happened, is okay, it? Okay, go ahead. So apparently Sony got hanked, hacked, hanked, hacked, <laughs> hacked even. Um, around, it was towards late November, so I think it was November 24th. Yeah. Um, and they got taken out by something called the GOP, <laughs> uh, Guardians of Peace. And yeah. it basically seized all of Sony's computers in their thing. Uh, so they couldn't work, it couldn't send email, it couldn't do anything. Um, and this went on for a number of days. And they, they basically put a warning on everybody's screen. It says, You're, we've warned you, and this is just the beginning. We continue till our requests are be met. Fantastic English, anyway. Uh, we've obtained all your internet data, including your secrets and top secret, something or other. Uh, if you don't obey us, we'll release data shown below to the world. Determine what you will do till November the 24th, 11 p.m. GMT. And they gave a load of lists of various things when they had this data all linked up. Um, so nothing happened. Sony didn't, they called the FBI, didn't do anything else. And this information was put out. Um, and it was loads of embarrassing emails and things like that about Sony, how much they pay people and what they say, including like some nasty things apparently said about your president and stuff. And they released a load of movies, as you well, say. And, well, I mean, that, that by itself, as far as, you know, I mean, that by itself is, is kind of bad. But the part that, that really made me believe that this wasn't a self-promotion for this movie was that they that a lot of these emails that were released were also slamming some of the other stars mm. of, of upcoming Sony films, uh, including, you know, Angelina Jolie and, and some of the other ones. And, you know, apparently those people really didn't take it that well. They were, they no. were not happy. No. So, um, that by itself, and especially considering that, that the interview is really a, a relatively minor film. Uh, yeah, but here's the point. It hasn't, the interview hasn't been named yet. It was the media that said, could this possibly be something to do with this upcoming film called The Interview? And I think it was Rico that said that. And as soon as that was said, the hackers come back and say, yes, that's why it is. Oh, really? So there's no, there's still no connection because at the start of this hacking thing, it was all about blackmail and threatening them for money. That's all gone away now. Now, the, once the FBI got in, this, this code, this theory was, you know, is it is it North Korea? And all of a sudden, this hacking thing, GOP, suddenly said, yes, that's what it is. Please don't come and look for us. It's obviously North Korea. We don't want to be arrested. It's North Korea. And uh, apparently, North Korea, while denying having anything to do with it, promised more of the same, unless they, unless they killed the movie. So a little bit of a mixed message there. Uh, but I didn't know some of that. Uh, I, I had thought, because what I had read was that the, the style of code and that the hack itself was very similar to things that North Korea had done against South Korean banks. Which is probably true, because a lot of hacking software is just used again and again and again generic, and again. If it works, you use it again. As you know, when you get a leak on, say, Windows or even on, on Mac to a certain extent now, once that, that vulnerability is out there, people use it. It's, it's put onto TORS. It's put onto like, like um, hacking sites, and people can just download it and use that code again to get through some of these basic security holes. So just the fact that it's got fingerprints on it is not necessarily a factor where that IP originated. And you certainly can't use IP addresses as, oh, yes, this attack came from there, because they can be spoofed so easily. Well, well, do you do you think it was had anything to do with North Korea, or or, or do you think no. this was just a, 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 some stupid uh, hacker types? I think it had something to do with Sony laying off about two, three thousand people of their digital division. Oh, really? Because a lot of the code apparently used has got set addresses in it, which people outside the company wouldn't necessarily know. <laughs> okay, so why? Why do you think it is that, that the blame has been laid so easily onto North Korea? 
Well, they're not exactly friends of your country at the moment, are they? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it sounds it, it sounds like there was there was quite because a lot of this backstory I hadn't heard. It sounds like that it very well could could have been someone other than North Korea. And, you know, North Korea is just looking at this as an opportunity to say, well, we didn't do it, but but we'll do it too unless you pull this movie. And the, the people that may or may not have actually done the hack is more than willing to let North Korea take the blame. Well, let's look. Let's look at what we know, us, us average guys, know about North Korea. They've hardly got any power in their country apart from the main officials. They've hardly got any internet, and apparently it can be knocked over if a wind blows going by the last few days. So, yeah, it's probably them. <laughs> i got my sarcasm voice on there. Um, <laughs> and look, look, look at what's happened recently. Okay, why are we not – why is the government and the FBI and whoever else jumping up and down and saying, oh, look, Sony gaming system has been attacked – Xbox gaming system have been have been attacked, but that's you know this is something called the Lizard Squad, and apparently it only took three of them to do that. So why on earth do people think that Sony was so, you know, impervious to attack when these other massive gaming systems can be taken down by supposedly a handful of hackers? This is what hackers do; they love to do it. There's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason for what hackers do. They just see a target and they go after it. So that kind of just makes them assholes. You said that. Anyone want to hack my Mac podcast? Fair enough. No, just, just, I never said that. Hackers. No, I, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't understand the mentality of, well, let's, let's take something down and let's do something that's going to hurt a large group of other people just because we can. I, I, I just don't, don't understand that mindset you know why this is something desirable on the part of someone else it's just a vandalism mindset isn't it i mean you you don't go around vandalizing things and after i but some people do it's it's just a it's the mindset that some people have it's a cry for help i don't know i can't i'm not a psychologist i can't tell you why well i think i already i think i already nailed the uh the the pertinent part of that just a minute or so ago (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't know. I can't tell you why. But also, I seriously do not think we are being told the whole truth here. North Korea, I mean, all these other stuff that's coming out from people who, you know, who claim to know so much about security, and they're all saying, no, this is not North Korea. They haven't got the knowledge to do this. But I don't know. Well, do, you think just, this, do you think this is a sign of things to come? Abs- well, absolutely. I mean, they're saying, um, these, this hacker, this like lizard squad, they're saying... Get rid of some more things. Um, you actually think about all the things that we rely on. Well, well we, we put our names to. We, we you know, we'll give our credit card numbers to. I mean, look at things, services like PayPal, for example. If they ever got inside PayPal, I'm not saying they have, or Amazon. I think Amazon did get a bit of a breach earlier in the week as well. Um, when they get your credit card thing, as they get everything, they can make your life's hell <laughs> because you have to go in and manually change everything. It used to be that you was you had to look after your data. You had to keep yourself safe. In this day and age, you got more. There's more likelihood that your data is going to leak out from some other company from, than you, unless you voluntarily, you know, aren't respond to a Nigerian businessman through an email, for example. But other than that, it's it's a scary world we live in, unfortunately. But also, we can't go back. We the genie's out the bottle. We have to live like this now. We can't go back to pen and paper. I know some people would like to. But that's never going to happen. No, no. But we do have things coming along, uh, like Apple Pay and Google Pay, and, and mm-hmm. some of the other ones that are that are basically just one-offs that are sent, you know, between the credit card company and the store, to where even if they got all of the data from the store about all these different, excuse me, all these different transactions, there was nothing there that they can use. I mean, they could still possibly. Uh, get your name and and where you live and things along those lines, but they're not going to get anything like your credit cards because the transaction was handled uh, not only digitally but with a one off one off cipher that uh, is no longer valid mm. after use. That's that's perfectly yeah. You're absolutely right. But then say the place that's weak there is if they manage to get into Apple and got all our details that are stored at the central point. I mean that's the point. Well, all yeah, our details but- are stored somewhere. 
you you think about how many people over the course of the last fifteen years have had iTunes accounts and credit card. I think I think iTunes is probably one of the single biggest uh, handlers of financial data in the on the retail side of things in the world today. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is that Apple's doing, and, you know, I find it very hard to believe that they'll go after. Uh, they'll go after Target or they'll go after uh, Home Depot or some of these other companies and not go after Apple. I'm sure they're going after Apple all the time. And, oh, absolutely. And so far, Apple has has been uh, – I don't want to say fortunate. I, I My guess is that they take their security very, very seriously, whereas some of these other companies, it seems to almost be an afterthought. Well, see, it's it's tricky. See, I don't know. I don't know how these security companies run. I know the banks very rarely seem to get hit. Or well, actually, that's not true. They got hit a few quite hard. A yeah, few but years back where, where they get hit, um, where they get hit though, is with like DDoS attacks, where they mm. they take the site down, but they don't typically get that much in the way of data from them. Well, that's what happened. That's what Lizard Squad did with PlayStation and Xbox. They just gave them a DDoS attack. Uh, as you say, Sony was differently, which means because of the way they use, like I say, because of the code embedded into the hacks they use, makes it look like an inside job. But, you know, I'm not the FBI. Well, maybe, maybe you know, the other thing I can think of, you know, if all of this is what of what you're saying is true, is that they're going ahead and saying, yeah, 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 we think it's North Korea, we think it's North Korea, while they're still in the background going, you know, going from uh, from one site to the next, trying to narrow down the, the particular person that was doing this, because, you know, the problem is, you know, it seems to me that a lot of these, of these, these hackers are very, very intelligent, but not necessarily that smart to where, you know, they get away with it once and they think that, oh, they didn't catch me, so I'm going to go ahead and, and they do the exact same thing again. And it's it's like anything else that you do that's against the law. Once you get, you know, the law's attention, that's the point where you stop. Because if you're already on their radar and you keep doing the same thing over and over again, sooner or later, yeah, they will catch you. Mm. I know it's 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 tricky. Every now and again, we go for this little flurry of attacks, and they get lots of. See, this is what they're after. They're after people talking to about on about on news shows and things like that. In fact, earlier today, I think or yesterday, one of the hackers from the Lizard Squad they appeared on Sky News, and he was basically saying, you know, we wanted people to not play games all Christmas Day. We wanted them to spend time with their family. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> But he said it like this is the most natural thing in the way. You know, it's no contemplation of how it's affecting other people. It's just like this is my opinion. I'm going to enforce it. I, I, you know, I, and again, it comes back down to the the kinds of personalities that, that these these people are, and not necessarily people that I would I would want to have on on my friends list on Facebook because I'm sure they're all big Facebook users. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because everybody knows how secure Facebook is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think we've beaten this to about beaten this to death. Oh, did, did you hear the other attack? Though, no, no, did? no, no. Tell me. So not only did they, this is more. Well, it depends what you use it for, I suppose. But um, not only do these these lizard people attack uh, Sony and Microsoft, they also attack Tor. Uh, do you know what Tor is? The Onion Network. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so what they did is they created something like 3,000 nodes. And the way, and that's dangerous because, because the way Tor works is you go into a node, it anonymizes you as you pop up at the other end. So no one can see if they're searching where that communication has come from right, and where it's going to, which is, which is great if you want to do some sort of illegal activity. But if you control enough nodes, you can track where the signal goes in and where, and where it, comes it comes out, out. out again and where it goes to. And they were apparently very close to having over half the tour nodes, or creating half the amount of tour nodes. And we're it could be very easy for them to track. So, what was the upshot of it? They, did they change something to 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 take that power away from them? No, oh, I think they just stopped in the end. 
just stop. I thought, I'll give up, whatever. But it proved that they can do it. Um, and it proved that Tor is not as secure as people think it is, I think. Well, against a, what, a concentrated attack like that. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people like um, Snowden, I think, when he leaked his, his, um, his details, it was over, all, the, all the communications and stuff was over Tor. Because he said, there's no way the CIA and the FBI and whoever that, whoever that, you know, whoever wants to monitor it can monitor it. But apparently you can. If you control enough nodes, you can, you can see control. where it's going. Or at least get well, not, a good general idea. Yeah, you can sort of map where they're coming out from and where they're going to. But yeah, it's a very strange, very strange thing to also be doing. <laughs> I just still think they're a bunch of jerks. <laughs> and my name is Carl Madden. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this segment. Uh, if if you have any comments or suggestions on what it was we just talked about, please, please, please come visit us on Google Plus and all the other various ways that we'll talk about in the next bit. So, but in the meantime, everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming, make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, news stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Who cares? Welcome back to the MyMac podcast, where we, in our hacking bunker, are going to continue the show. Hack-proof. Yeah, As you if. don't don't tempt fate. <laughs> no, come after me. Yeah, yeah boy, because you know I'm so scary, security smart. <laughs> hey, my password has got numbers and letters in it. So yeah. yeah, I've got I've got odd phonetic sounding marks, and mine's made up of four characters. So come on, I'm safe. <laughs> well, you know what, mine is not. Mine is not. Nodding your head. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Yeah, see what I did there? Boy, sometimes I'm so, so very clever. <laughs> but and the rest of the time? The rest of the time, not so much. Um, <laughs> obviously, Gas can't do the tip this week, so I'm doing it. And uh, tip of the hat to Xavier Ransom, who uh, gave me this one. And it's about the uh, Apple Health app, uh, adding phone numbers of the people that you want contacted in the event of an emergency. And why is this important? Important. If you're in an accident, your phone most likely will be locked with no way for emergency personnel to know who to call. The Health app in iOS 8 allows you to assign the phone number and phone number only of as many people as you want. And in order to do this, you go to the Health app and you'll see the medical ID listed in the lower right corner. Tap edit in the upper right corner and fill in as much or as little information as you choose. The data is things like medical, medical, the inability to speak, uh, medical conditions, allergies and reactions, blood type, and whether or not you're, you're an organ donor. You can also add people to be contacted here, but they must be first in your Apple's contact app and have a phone number listed. And all you do is you select the person, select select which number if they have several, and that's pretty much it. And then from the lock screen, there will be an emergency function uh, button in the lower left of the screen. And when uh, they hit that, screen turns white with medical ID in red on the lower left. They hit that, and then not only does whatever medical information that you've put into the app appear, 
but emergency contact numbers with their name and name only shows up. Isn't that amazing? Do people actually do that? I I did it to mine. I no, no, no. I'm not talking about us putting our information in. I'm talking about people who find us in a distraught state, look for our iPhone, and then go for the medical stuff. Because I guarantee you, most people won't know it's there. Well, maybe not. Or maybe they'll just run off to the pawn store and <laughs> see how much they can get for your phone. This is how we view the human race. <laughs> I swear it makes me nod my head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. Yeah, basically when, uh, when, when they take your phone and then they're off. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, That's what happens on the tube. You know, if, if you see, if, if one's going to get mugged on the tube, they wait until you pull in the station, the door's open. You wait, wait, wait. You stand there with your phone. Last minute, just as the door starts shut, they whip your phone out of your hand, boom, out through the door, gone. Well, isn't the best way to handle that is as you're pulling into the station, put your phone away? Yeah, absolutely. If you're a Londoner, you know to do that, or you know to hold on to it, like keep it away out of sight. But, <laughs> you know, any, any visitors to London... That's a tip for you there. Play it. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Is that the end of the tip? That's the end of the tip. Carl's tips. That's the end of Carl's tips. That's the end of Carl's tips. Is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Carl's tips. Living in London. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Carl, do you have an app pick for us this week? I do indeed. It is for iOS devices. It's called Workflow by Desk Connect. And what this is, I haven't had much time to play with it, but it looks really good what it is, is it's kind of like Automator for your iPhone. So you can drag in a series of various commands, um, and it starts off with creating an animated GIF for you. So you give it access to your photos, and then it tells you, it tells you to drag in four, three or four photos, and it animates them, and then it pushes it out into a message or, or uh, Facebook or something like that. And you can do it all with then from just one press of a button. Just do it's different, very, just set up different functions. Yeah, I mean, you can go in and people are it's a gallery, so you can pick like um, functions that other people have created and put them onto your iPad or your iPhone, and it seems to be really good. It takes a little while to get your head around it, but once you do, you can make up some really nice little um, automated sequences. Um, I think at the moment it's on special offer. I got forty percent off. It's two ninety nine. In the US store and one ninety nine, I think in the oh yeah one pound ninety nine in the UK store. Yeah, it's kind of like the old uh, Apple script. Yeah, yeah. Before that went so. away to um, oh, what's that called? Um, hardly ever use it. Automator. Automator. Yes, that's 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 what I was thinking of. And you know, so, it's weird. I'm looking here. In uh, oh, there it is, right there. It, it is. It is still in the apps. I was looking in utilities, but that's still over there in uh, the regular apps. Automator. Okay, uh, my app pick this week is uh, it's a game, Roller Coaster Three Tycoon. It's an old, old game. I believe Feral Interactive is the one that makes it, but you can find it in the Mac App Store for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. I still enjoy the hell out of this game, and it's stupid because you know you basically you've got scenarios that you can work out where you try to bring these these various amusement parks back to life, or you can go freestyle mode and make the monster of all monster roller coasters. And I have seen some that people have made that go like deep underground and then come back up, and, and I mean just go. Crazy, the the kind of thing it would cost you millions to make if you actually tried to make it in real life, and it's it's, and it's all fun. Is this the one that you can roll, you can ride it after yes. you built it? Yes, you can. And there are oh, this is this is something my kids taught me a long, long time ago when I first started playing this game. If you rename one of the the little characters that are running around to, I think it's. Um, we throw up or something like that. Every single person in the park will vomit at the same time. <laughs> and you've got like a number of, of cleanup guys that then have to go all throughout the whole park and, and, and clean up this mess from, from everyone else. But there's all kinds of little, little weird things like that, that you can do and you can find all that stuff online. But yeah, roller coaster three tycoon 
it's still a game that I will I will like once or twice a year pull it out and just play for a little bit. Remember how much fun it was, and then I'll forget. I don't know, but it, you know, twenty bucks, no big deal. Now, we also have a people's pick from our favorite. Um, hopefully, he's not a hacker, but he is an assassin, Saranac assassin, <laughs> and he likes uh, Mintbox. Great, free to use. Send unlimited si- size files. So uh, he says, okay, so mail can do that now on Yosemite, but I, he doesn't like or use mail. Uh, copy.com, Dropbox type service that gives you a lot more space for free. The charge station that he just got for review, which is an awesome item. He says, Skype, not new, not cool, but what would we do without it? And his favorite podcast catches Downcast on iOS and Podkicker on Android, which are both simple and elegant and do exactly what he wants. Uh, he's not much of a games guy, but he loves Hill Climb Racer. Silly, no need to use the IAPs and has that one more try factor. And he says he'll he'll post more later after all of those. Thank you, Mr. Assassin. We appreciate it. And... um. No new uh, iTunes reviews. Which what? I know. It, it, it makes me sad that there's no new iTunes review because I- there's something that I do. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. If you do an iTunes review, I send you something that will enrich your life in ways that you just cannot imagine. Like, for example, Carl, I think, has uh, one or two Woody's. I do, actually. And one with a misspelt name on it. Oh, well, see, that's a collector's item. <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> it's and, hung. And how has it changed your life? I, t- I tell you what, people come running up to me all the time when I'm out in public, and they say, quick, quick, please, show me your wooty. And I whip it out, and then the p- police come along. And they go away. <laughs> <laughs> so, But anyway, if, if you would like... Uh, a a Woody, and that's spelled big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E. All you have to do is do a review on iTunes and then send me an email telling me that you have done so. And we do not share your email uh, with anyone. And I think uh, Gaz and I have been doing this podcast for five years, and we've got, I think, well over 100 reviews. And so far, no one has hacked them. I just keep coming back to that. I don't know why. It's like a tempting fate. Tempting fate. So stupid. So sword of Damocles is right (laughs) over your head. I see the the rope fraying a little bit. It's falling. It's falling. But if you do do an iTunes review, you can get a hold of me at guy at mymac.com. And you can also reach me on the Twitters at the screen name Mac Parrot. Ah. Mac Parrot. Ma. And if you would like to get a hold of Gaz, <laughs> did that hurt? That sounded that like it was a little painful. If you'd like to get a hold of Gaz, you can reach him at gaz at mymac.com, G-A-Z. You can Good. also reach him on the Twitters at Gazmas, and that's G-A-Z. Z. M-A-Z. Z. You can also reach us both together. We share this this Twitter account. It's Guy and Gaz. That's G U Y. Y. A N D. D. G A Z. Z. <laughs> we have, lastly, uh, you can also get a hold of Fearless Leader Tim and uh, ask him why the hell he let Gaz and I do this podcast for five years. And that's feedback at mymac.com. And Carl, did you know we actually have a Skype telephone number? Did you know no. that? Isn't it just it, – it blows my mind every time I think about it. Well, apparently it's plus one if you're outside of the U.S., uh, then area code 703-436 oh, – oh, excuse me, 9501, 703-436-9501 without the disgusting intake of – You're getting emotional. Emotional. Yeah, it, it, I cry every single time. The end time. of the show almost. It's almost there. It's almost there. Well, Carl, how can people get a hold of you? Well, if you so like to get hold of me on Twitter, it's Claw0101. Or if you want to listen to our show over at the Mac and Forth podcast. Mac and Forth show, I should say, podcast. Yep. And I still want to be able to have a Wednesday off at some point to uh, to, to come on to that show. Absolutely. Were you on – I can't remember the name of it now. Was it the, the 
British Mac podcast or something like that. Uh, British Mac is it's Will Green's one. Right, right. I was on the uh, BTN one. Where I, I wasn't sure the difference between a pound and a quid. <laughs> Weren't you oh, on that, that one? The me- yeah, the media show we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I caught some serious flack over that one. Do you know now? Yeah, a, a, a quid is basically um, one and three quarters of a pound. I'm going to say yes. Plus, plus, <laughs> plus 14 shillings. Come to Britain. And yes, some, farth- exactly some right. farthlings. Do you guys even still have farthlings over there? Farthlings? Yeah. What's that? That sounds like something from Dungeons and Dragons. It was... I think that's what it was called. It was farthings. like farthings, right? Two and a half. Was that like two and a half pence? Oh, now you're into old money. I've got no clue. I'm too, okay. young. I'm too yeah. young for that. I don't remember. I remember when I was over in the UK at the end of the day, walking into my hotel room with like just this five pounds of coins in my pocket because I couldn't figure out how most of it worked. <laughs> But anyway, um, I would like to say, well, number one, thank you to Carl for for coming on to fill in for gas when he couldn't be here. Thank you very much. And uh, also, thanks to all of you. We really, really do appreciate the fact that you download this show. It touches us in in ways that can't be described without attracting uh, FBI attention. So I, I just won't say. But I would like to say that... You know, Carl, I, I think that this is the best show mm-hmm. that I have ever done without gas and that we're good enough, well, you know, without gas and smart enough. No, <laughs> no. But the the important part is that dog. God, it people like us. Have I got to read this? Yeah, and you have to read that right there now. <laughs> oh, my God. Gaz Dili Pagino Nini Nini. That's the word. Get out of town. That's not real. Naga Simana Mao Naga Carl Anga Pagbupat Sat Podcast. There's no word for podcast, obviously. No, or not. Um, Uben Kanako Sabayol Gadtong Nagpabut Sat <laughs> That's a lot of A's in this. Normal show. Normal show. Yeah, apparently normal show doesn't translate either. Naga, grabba, naga. What's naga? I don't know. Mashiganawad. And that's in Cebuano, which is a language that I am unfamiliar with from a country probably more of the same. And Carl, if you look right underneath there, that's what I actually put into uh Google Translate, and this is what it cranked out. That can't be real. What's Nini Nini? <laughs> Apparently, uh, the people in that country really, really like Mork and Mindy. That's the oh, only yeah. thing I can think of. Boy, you have to go way back to get that reference. <laughs> nanu Nanu. Nanu Nanu. And... Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can find lots of other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like Four Pigs, The Bell Tolls, Geekiest Show Ever, International Film Club, Let's Talk Podcasts, The Casual Heroes Podcasts, Tech Fan, The Deeper Look, The Mac Gist, Nintendo Club Podcast, and Three Geeky Ladies. That'll work. Okay, let's get right into it. You ready? Okay. <laughs> uh, more water. Loosen up. Shake it up, people. Relax. Let it go. Come on. <laughs> I do the Macarena, but it's really tough to do sitting down. <laughs> That's a deer. That's a terrible Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Columbo. I didn't even know that was Columbo. Exactly. <laughs> like the balloon. You remember, you know, when you rub a oh, balloon. Oh, okay. God, dear. Does friction energy work differently <laughs> in the US? Yeah, it goes in reverse. Different polarity. <laughs> and that's it. 
That's this alphabet. I These swear other country to must God. have about ten letters. I swear. To, well, you know, it's weird as I because I I like mixing up the languages a little bit, and some of them that especially the ones that don't use Roman characters. When you type those into Google Translate, it comes up with you know the characters from you know whatever whatever language that is. Sometimes, but not always, they will have it phonetically underneath the translation window. When it doesn't have it, I just I move on. It's like no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I cannot. You know, and Gaz is not a huge fan of of this part of the show, but for whatever reason. I love it. I don't know why. Just hearing him trying to pronounce, yeah. And sometimes he'll he'll actually do it like in accents. Like last week, he did it as almost like a a, a bored Londoner accent. So it was like Gazdia Pagino Nini Nini Naga Samana Mao Naga Carl. Yeah, it was, and it just it. And he always seems to pick like a different type of voice to do it in. And you can usually hear me in the background just cracking up, trying to trying to keep it together while he's doing this. And unfortunately, he can hear me. So then he'll start laughing, which will make it even worse. There, there's been some where we've almost had to stop that we were laughing so hard trying to get through the translation. And I did one with guys. There was um, it, it couldn't trans, it couldn't um, uh, you know, do the language for laughing. So in the middle of all this gobbledygook, he just said laughing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like this right here. Podcast. Normal God. show. They, apparently, there is nothing <laughs> normal in the Cebuana, Cebuano language for normal show. So could you imagine what their podcast much, must be like? Oh, God, if they God. can't do a normal show, <laughs> I don't even know this where this is, is from. Neither do I. I'm 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 googling Subano. What, what the hell language referred mostly as a Bicean Binasian? What English? It's an Austronesian language spoken in the Philippines by about 20 million people. Wow, really? And they can't do normal podcasts. <laughs> Apparently not. And nobody there that. is named Carl. Let's do that and the word podcast after it. <laughs> there is one. <laughs> what? Podcast, there's, there's yeah. a... It's, it's, it's called the uh, A.W. Sopano Single One Philippines. To listen to... Oh, it doesn't tell me what it's about. Um, there's only one episode as well. <laughs> uh, well no description. Know, pod, oh, about pod They podstated after one episode. <laughs> you got 20 million people and you can't find enough people to do a second podcast. 